Hello, welcome to another episode of LFC Reactions. This one, Arsenal versus Liverpool in the second leg of the Carabao Cup. Yes, um, after the first half, um, first half, after the first leg, where it was a very, very disappointing performance at home, where we couldn't break Arsenal down, to where we missed a literal open goal right at the end. Um, we entered the second leg, nil-nil, Everything still to play for. Both teams up. Uh, it's a, a 50-50 game for both teams. Um, given the circumstances. And it's about which team would make it to Wembley. You already knew that Chelsea beat Tottenham last week. And they would be in the Carabao Cup final. So Chelsea was really expecting either to play Arsenal or Liverpool ahead of time. So uh, we'll be discussing what happened today. All the things that... Uh, all the key moments... And how we build on how we build on in future, yeah. So, um, the lineup for today's game we had Allison in goal. No, sorry, I was wrong. We had Keller here in goal, left back. We had Robertson, center backs Van Dyke, Matip, right back Trent Alexander Arnold, your midfield three Henderson, Fabinho, Curtis Jones up front, um, Diogo Jota, Roberto Firmino. And Cade Gordon up front as our front three. So, yes, um, the 17 year old who made the cameo appearance against Brentford on Sunday makes, a, makes his first senior start since the Shrewsbury game um, just two weeks ago. And wow, in a high stakes game, it shows that Klopp has a lot of belief and faith that this, that this boy has something special in him. And from what we saw against Shrewsbury, absolutely. And the key moment he had, um, the one on one chance against Brentford that I mentioned, um, that that was another key. That was another moment there for him. So and and I and I pretty much said, yeah, this is a good lineup. I'm very happy, very like, happy with the lineup. Um, obviously we could have had Minamino start, but I just think, on merit, he hasn't really deserved it just because of the what he did for the first leg. But it was still good to have Minamino on the bench because off the bench. He could be quite impactful. Um, obviously, not Oxlade Chamberlain still out with an ankle injury, um, so apparently he might be back for Palace. If not, uh, we got the winter break. So we got the winter break slash international break for South American players and American players. So he might be back from injury by then. But the start for seventeen-year-old. In a high pressure game, I'm I'm happy for him, and this is this is the type of game where you either cement your spot and say, hey, don't just put me, send me back to under twenty threes after this. Keep me on your bench, cause when Salomone come back, if they underperform, I'll be ready. It's that kind of high pressure game. As an academy player, all that all you want to do is work hard and improve on yourself till you get to the senior senior moment. Once you're at the highest level, playing and starting, there's there's initially no pressure. Because every manager will just say to the same young player, go out there and express yourself. It doesn't mean I'm never going to use you again. I just understand that you're a young player. And this is the moment just to embrace and have fun with it. This is, it should never feel like academy level games, under 23s, under 18s, that's the really high pressure games because you really want to press, you really want to impress every single week. So that the first team coach notices you, okay, come and work, train with us with the first team and then you implement your style that sort of way. But yeah, um, Curtis Jones starting, very happy. 
I, again on Brentford against Brentford, he, he played very decent, and um, and 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 we can't we couldn't just have Milner and Henderson uh, start again after what happened last week. That that hopefully Klopp never opts to that midfield again, and it's pretty glaringly obvious why you shouldn't have someone astute like Milner and Henderson in your midfield. Uh, and then yeah, the back line, the backs back line, happy with. Kelleher starting over Allison was a big talking point, but I believed Kelleher should. I don't. I, I a lot of people would have been like, "Oh, why is not Allison not starting?" But Kelleher is a very good number two. I think like people still underestimate how good a number two keeper he is. It's not like the drop off in quality with other top teams where they got a really world class keeper and a subpar like subpar or veteran well past it goal goalkeeper that's um your second that's your reserve goalkeeper this time Kelleher is 23 years old he's got a point to prove and he's indirectly the reason why we're even in the semi-finals so you have to at least show him okay if you do well today maybe I might play in the final maybe I play Allison. but let's see how good you do today that, that was that was the job of Kelleher and yeah and obviously the lineup of Arsenal we know that they missed out on um, the the North London derby due to COVID, quote-unquote COVID, which I don't believe was true at any one point, but uh, the Premier League approved it. And I guess this is kind of Arteta's got-your-back moment or whatever petty game he thought he was playing with Jurgen Klopp due to um, the issue we had with false positives. But let me show you the Arsenal lineup. He had Ramsdale in goal, Tomiyasu right back, Ben White, Gabriel, Tierney centre back, Lokonga in your DM, Saka, Odegaard, Smithrow, Martellini, Lacazette. That's very attacking. Five attackers. Five attackers. If anything, that's pretty much Arsenal's best team right there. You wouldn't say, other than maybe Lokonga would be replaced by Partey. Partey, by the way, just came back to London from Cameroon seven hours ago and Arteta decided to put him on the bench. Crazy. Like, the boy is still not shaking off uh, the jet lag from the from being in Cameroon just this morning and then now you're in London and you're forced to be on the pitch. Actually, uh, well, not be on the pitch, but be, but be in the matchday squad. But yeah, that was mental. But yeah, let's get into... The first half highlights and what I think went wrong or went right. And yeah, so yeah, the line, so the first, I'd say 15 minutes, I'd say Arsenal weren't top. Arsenal just were dictating play. They were, Liverpool looked a little bit more shaky and reserved. Maybe because once again, when you realise you're playing in the second leg game, it's one of those, uh-oh, the occasion is getting to me a little bit here. And everyone, and your first touch, you want to make sure you, you're getting it cleanly, like with clearances and all that stuff. But Liverpool weren't doing that. Um, they were just using Martellini on the left-hand side a lot. And he, was, and he had Trent's number a couple of times, dribbling past Trent, trying to set up attacks that would get blocked by either Matip or Van Dijk. Um, and then there was one moment where Arsenal win a free kick. I think Robertson fouls Lacazette. The ball is like 18 yards 18 yards out, away from goal. Lacazette uh, shoots over the wall and it hits the crossbar. 
at first glance, it felt like Lacazette just hit the crossbar. But then they showed the action replay. And Keller here, fantastic world-class positioning. He sees what this ball... He sees the ball just fly over the wall. And if he left it, it was going to hit the crossbar. But it was going to bounce over the line. But Keller here stretched his arms out. Fingertip save onto the crossbar. And Liverpool cleared their lines. And it was just like a bombardment of Arsenal pressure. And you could tell... That opening 15 minutes, they just looked like they had more energy than Liverpool. And obviously with the whole momentum on their side of the Emirates, um, it was just about trying to hit uh, Liverpool as early as they can. And obviously with the rest that they had with uh, the Sunday game against Tottenham being called off and then uh, coming into this game, they would have the fresher legs. But I believed that Rhythm would show its face over the course of the 90 minutes just because... Liverpool played on Sunday and Liverpool play much better when they play in games. When Liverpool have had a break and come back into a game, they don't, they're not the same Liverpool as opposed to the Liverpool that play every game, like play, let's say, two games a week or whatever, like a midweek game and then a weekend game. But yeah, after that, uh, after that uh, Matip did have a little couple shaky moments where he would just misplace a pass one or two times, Arsenal have a corner, but then Matip would be the first one to clear the line. So he'd immediately make up for it, which is what you want to see. Which is definitely what you want to see. And then after that 15-minute period from Arsenal, they cooled off a little bit. Liverpool absorbed the pressure well. And then Liverpool were the ones with, with the ball. And then a key moment happens in the 19th minute. Matip dribbles out from the back. Um, Smith Rowe tries to close him down. Um, but Matip finds a gap. He curls the ball. He passes it to um, Firmino. Firmino does a lovely flick. This back heel flick was Samba-esque. It was noir. It was just beautiful how he just flicked this ball. And then um, he found Trent. Trent found Jota with a diagonal pass. Jota is dribbling down the left-hand side with the ball. He nutmegs Tomiyasu. He's dribbling with the ball. He's getting closer to the 18-yard box. Um, he's just inside the 18-yard box. He shoots... I think Ramsdale is predicting that Jota is going to shoot back post. But Jota mishits the shot a little bit. He gets a clean hit, but not as clean. It's, it's like slow-mo. Like it's going on target, but it's not as direct as you'd thought it'd be. And, and when Ramsdale realised, oh no, he's got near post, not back post. He tries to readjust. And it looks like the ball just rolls in the back of the net in slow motion. And it does. And Diogo Jota scores against Arsenal once again. And Liverpool were up 1-0. Um, you'd say against the run of play, absolutely. Even when I live tweeted the game, I said that was definitely against the run of play. Um, and then after that, Liverpool, uh, game management in that first half was just about control, gaining most of the possession, frustrating Arsenal. And what I loved about our midfield today, um, Curtis Jones especially. Curtis Jones sometimes would be a bit like... Um, not switched on when he's off the ball, but he done a lot of dog work in the in in that after that opening goal just to shut out passing lanes, shut out attacks. Same with Fabinho. So Fabinho definitely felt the help um, from his midfield today, and um, Henderson as well pressing high, frustrating Arsenal, pushing pushing Arsenal back to start their attacks again. Um, there was one moment though um, when Martinini skins Van Dijk. And then uh, Fabinho, last-minute slide tackle, wins the ball clean. 
I think it was like the 33rd minute or something. And then, yeah, Liverpool stopped that attack. But then, yeah, Robertson was doing well to shout out Saka. Um, and then Trent was doing well to contain Martellini after that. And then, yeah, after, in terms of attacks in that after that uh, in the first half, I don't really remember I was really um, threatening Ramsdale. Um, other than that first, other than other than that crucial key half goal, but the most important thing we did was regain most of the possession, and that Arsenal crowd that was so loud in the first fifteen minutes became so subdued and quiet um, by the end of the first half. Then second half, um, we make an early substitution. Matip comes off and Kanati comes on. Um, so it must have been injury related. Because Matip has started three games in a row, if you haven't noticed. He's played a Thursday, Sunday, Thursday. And I doubt, I don't know it well. Now we know, if, it's, if it is an injury issue, it means that Konati is definitely starting on uh, Sunday. Which I ain't got a problem with. Um, he's a very good third choice centre-back. And he's still learning the craft as well, so... Um, yeah, Matip comes on. I mean, I mean, Konati comes on for Matip, and then Arsenal are just continually frustrated. Just they just can't build up attacks. Um, Martellini is getting contained by Trent. He does win. I don't know the one v one. It felt like the second half, everyone had their one v one duels. So it was Saka against Robertson. It was Martellini versus Trent. It was. Uh, Fabinho versus ESR. It was Jones against Odegaard. Uh, Henderson against Lokonga. Um, and yeah, and then, then there was one moment where we did switch off a little bit. Lacazette was in on goal. I, I can't remember who played him on side. It might have been Konati. Konati might have played him on side. I can't remember. It might have been Odegaard that played the ball to Lacazette. And then um, luckily, Robertson tracks back. I mean, Lacazette doesn't get a good connection on it, but it definitely deflected and Arsenal should have had a corner, but it looked like a bad miss that didn't have any deflection at all. And that's why, I, and then when I watched it live, I was like, why is Lacazette pointing at the linesman? I was thinking, he skied it. Is he complaining that he was offside? That just helps Liverpool anyway. But it turned, it turned out that he was clear, confirming that there was a deflection and he was right, there was a deflection, but uh, linesman and ref didn't see it. Um... And then another big chance happens, I'd say about 55 minutes in. Jota, a lovely build-up play from the left. He skins Tomiyasu. He's, he, he's running down the channels, entering the 18-yard box. Cade Gordon makes a lovely off-the-ball run. And then he's opening space. Jota notices it. He passes it to Cade Gordon. And unfortunately for the young man, he leans back. And the ball just skies over the bar. And I'm just like, ah. If that was Salah, it's 2-0. If that was Mane, probably 2-0. But it was so unlucky. Um, but yeah, let me talk about Cade Gordon. Because I didn't mention what his performance was like in the first half. Obviously, in the first 15 minutes, 15 minute period where Arsenal were cooking us a little bit, um, he was very reserved. And then he slowly grew into the game. It kind of got into a physical kind of duel with Tierney. That it, it was sometimes 50-50 battles. But he, was, he wasn't afraid to get stuck in. And he was just making sure... He was doing all the right things in a high-pressure game. Where you just got to be safe. And choosing the right times to be adventurous. When running with the ball. Or running or to make off-the-ball runs to be found. So, 
he's got very good IQ and he was and he was smart to play conservative because at that point when Arsenal were cooking us in that first 15 minute period you can't be uh, switched off all you can get is all you can be is make sure that you look up that the that the team sustain and absorb pressure well and then you're able to build forward with your progressive build up plays um and yeah, and he did that, and he did that very well in the first half. And props to him. Unfortunately, that that key miss, I was just thinking, all oh, right, this cannot bite us in the uh, in the butt, surely. Um, and then, whatever, what else happens? And then yeah, Liverpool at the corner, about I don't know, five minutes later or something like that. Uh, Trent whips the ball in, another lovely ball, finds Kanate, he heads it, ball hits the post. Henderson tries to get the rebound, but he's offside. Um, and then Ramsdale tried to start quick counter-attacks like two, three times. But there was no urgency with the Arsenal players. But um, yeah. I think that was because they began to get fatigued. And this is why I said earlier, um, rhythm will be key. And why rhythm is mo- more important than just having one day rest. And especially with rest where you're relying on players returning back from injury. Uh, and and COVID, we know if players haven't trained, and and this is their first intense ninety minute match, and this is young players by the way. The Arsenal team is basically an under twenty five team. When you when you deep it, when you deep it really, um, yeah, fatigue will keep creeping quicker, and you haven't really got a leader in that Arsenal side that can raise everybody's level, because when you're playing with a young team, it's like. Morale is high and low together, whereas an experienced player, a, a, the team around them, the morale can still be down, but their mental attributes will carry them and then they will carry the other team. And that's what Arsenal are missing. And that's what you can see. They, you can see that they missed that bad in the second half. Um, and then, yeah, they did a couple of substitutions. Uh, so did Liverpool, by the way. So the young Gordon came off. Takumi Minamino came on, Smith Rowe came off, Partey, who was jet lagged from Cameroon, comes on. Uh, I don't know why Arsenal played him, even though they needed a goal, but hey, I'm not complaining. And then later on, Milner comes on for Henderson, which I was, I was like, a bit confusing, but I was like, is Klopp bringing on Milner just in case this goes to penalties, or is he bringing on uh, Milner for Henderson? Because, I don't know, Henderson's looking tired or whatever. I don't know. I don't really know the meaning of that Milner sub, really. Um, but, yeah, that's what happened. And then, after that sub, a key moment happens, like, literal two minutes later. Um, we're talking, like, 75th minute now. Another beautiful ping, diagonal ping from Trent. Finds Jota's chest. He shakes off Ben White. Uh, Ramsdale comes out of goal. Jota dinks it over uh, Ramsdale. Ball rolls into the net. Jota is celebrating. Linesman puts his flag up, says offside. In le- in real time, I said, nah. Signing right. Not because I'm biased, not because I'm a Liverpool fan. I could see that somebody played him on. And then the replay showed, okay, with Ben White, he's offside. But with Tierney, he's onside. He was onside. So then they showed the re they 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 the the foot the VAR whoever was on VAR went to that Arsenal last man and Jota played clear, clearly onside, and then you can see the replay action onside, uh, 
And then you just had to wait 30 minutes, 30 seconds later. Second goal was rewarded. Then Jota goes to celebrate properly. Passionate celebrations, all that. Uh, and then, yeah, the belief of Arsenal was zapped even more. Um, and then Liverpool do a couple subs. Firmino comes off. And once again, Firmino, fantastic. The bo- This is the Bobby of old. The link-up play, just uh, plugging holes to stop passing lanes. Um, to stop Smith Rowe from progressing, to stop Martin Lenny. Um, it's just genius from Firmino and brilliant from Jurgen Klopp, just realising how to stop Arsenal build-up attacks. Um, so, yeah, and uh, yeah, Firmino, fantastic game. That's classic Bobby Firmino, where he digs in deep and he was working hard. He gets He was grafting, making physical tackles. Uh, just linking up play and when we won on the when we did get the ball to build up attacks, it was just so wonderful to see. And then Nico Williams comes on, um, and then yeah, Partey gets a yellow card. I think he stepped on Jota's foot. I think, I think that's how he got the yellow card. It might no, I think that was Lacazette actually. I think yeah, Partey got the yellow card from. Uh, he fouled somebody. He might he might think he fouled Minamino, and then um. The second yellow card, my God. You can tell this was jet lag hitting him. And also, frustration from the Ghana game on Tuesday where they lost to Comoros. I'm Ghanaian, by the way, for those that didn't know. So, I feel like Partey was still not getting over that PTSD moment. And, yeah, he just nasty tackle on Fabinho. And he got a red card. So, he came on and lasted, like, 15 minutes. And now he's still going to miss... Um, Another Premier League game against Burnley. And then you're going to have international break. So if anything, Partey was better off staying in Cameroon. But hey-ho. And then a bunch of Arsenal fans all left the stadium. Liverpool fans singing. Wembley, Wembley. We're the famous Liverpool and on our way to Wembley, Wembley. And yeah, and, I, and even I was singing that. And you could, I, I was even half losing concentration because I was just too happy in the moment and uh yeah it was full time Liverpool win 2-0 Keller hair clean sheet fantastic game management from Jurgen Klopp superb 10 out of 10 everything that was wrong in the first half rectified to perfection in the second half and we should have won 3 or 4-0 on aggregate if it wasn't for Minamino's miss in the first leg K Gordon's miss um just other little key moments like that where we yeah yeah it could have easily been a four 0 in aggregate and we should have sent them Arsenal fans home earlier but fantastic performance man of the match Diogo Jota just the two key moments with the two goals and the second goal was just superb how he able to chest that under pressure and then lob it over the keeper it's very Suarez esque I cannot lie and yeah and Liverpool go to Wembley so the cup final will be. Chelsea versus Liverpool in the Carabao Cup final 2022. Um, thank God we have not we have not been in a cup final at Wembley since 2015. Wow, no, 2016, 2016. Sorry, where we played Man City in the EFL Cup. So it would have been six years since our last EFL Cup final appearance. And if we beat Chelsea. We will be the record holders again with nine um, EFL Cups. We're joint with Man City with eight EFL Cups. But yeah, um, fantastic from the players. 
Done it without Salah, done it without Mane, done it without Thiago, done it without Keita. Arsenal practically had their full strength squad out there. You can say Aubameyang, blah, 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 but they wouldn't have started Aubameyang anywhere. Anyway, um, and Partey jet-lagged. Very bizarre decision from uh, Arteta to even play him. But anyway, that's the naivety of a young manager. But And that's the difference between a young manager and a very experienced manager. And um, yeah, everyone I'm very proud of. That was a fantastic team effort today, just to kill off a 2-0 game, kill off the game in a professional manner. And even second half, was that good? I don't even think we broke sweat much. We barely broke sweat. It was even it was much easier than the first half. So yeah, Liverpool in the Carabao Cup, an opportunity to win a trophy. Um, and I hope we do, because if we win this trophy, it's going to... Uh, Give us momentum going into the crunch, the crunch months of the season, and it's the first piece of silverware that you can win, um, of the season. So usually, people that win EFL Cup, there's some sort of uh, some morality boost there. You know what I mean? So this is is it'd be very important to win, and Salah Mane will be happy knowing that their boys have performed and Thiago and Keita. So yeah, as and God and we pray that everyone is still fit. We pray that Harvey Elliott by then might even be making a cameo appearance at uh, Wembley. I'm sure he'll definitely have a lot of game time by. Th- he would have managed a lot of game time by then. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention Harvey Elliott is back in team training now, so we will probably see him in the FA Cup game against Cardiff. I'm I'm sure we will either start him or he comes off the bench at least. So yeah, well done to the boys. Comfortable win. Um, Arsenal, you deserve this. You deserve this because you tried to claim that we were doing false positive tests. You tried to claim that Liverpool were cheating. That they that the the EFL chairman is a former Liverpool uh, CEO, so they got they got ties there. As if this wasn't the same guy that forced Liverpool to play two games in twenty four hours. Um, this is this is what I, this is, you see the stupidity of Arsenal fans, and then they go ahead and cheat themselves and ask for postponement, and then that went to bite you in the ass. And on top of that, we even gave you the second leg at Emirates. We felt so bad about our false positives. We gave you Arsenal lot. We gave you lot the second leg, the second leg. We thought okay, because we feel so bad about COVID and we've inconvenienced you. You have the advantage, second leg. You go out there and use your home support. But their home support did nothing because our, our away fans were so brilliant on the night. So, yeah. Lovely win up the Reds. Um, and, yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and this thorough breakdown. Um, tune in on Sunday where I'll be giving my post-match analysis of Crystal Palace versus Liverpool in the Premier League. And then after that is a winter break for about a week or two weeks. So, um yeah, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Like, share, subscribe to LFC Reactions if you did enjoy this raw, unfiltered episode. And yeah, um, if my voice sounds a little bit cranky going into the latter stages of this podcast is because I've been cheering so much <laughs> since full time. So yeah, and yeah, we're going to Wembley or Anfield South, whichever way you want to call it. All right, cheers. Thank you.